Hey guys, and welcome to the inaugural episode of uh, Four Guys Talking a Bunch of Shit. Uh, I am Tyrone, um, and, and I'm joined by my three friends. Uh, you guys just go around us uh, saying who you are. I am Khalil, the resident music guru. And I am Toby, the resident sports guru. And I am Matt, who loves fucking movies. And I, 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 I hit Tyrone, and your phrase, I love fucking TV. <laughs> so each week we're going to be joining you guys. Uh, each of us will have a segment that we'll handle. Uh, you just heard our segments, and uh, we'll just talk about what we know and what we like and what we're seeing out there and what's going on out there uh, in entertainment and sports. So um, I'm starting off tonight. So I'm starting with, uh, of course, again, television. And um, you guys, COVID-19 has kind of destroyed my life. Um, Meaning I'm watching things now that I normally would not ever watch. Um, For example, (laughs) I'm watching a show called uh, Riverdale right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the CW, and I I'm enjoying it. And it exists. That's what it's It is a straight up teenage show for sure, um, but uh, I like what the concept of it. And if, for people who don't know, the concept basically is um, uh, the Archie comics. Yvonne, Veronica, Betty, uh, and Jughead, and they're they're in. It's kind of like a bizarre world where everything's more dark and sad, and people are being murdered and stuff like that. And I watch it as much as I possibly can because it is an awesome show. Um, now, I, mean, I don't think I would actually watch this show if there'd be no COVID going on. Uh, most definitely watching like something that's. Probably more quality, but that's what I'm falling into right now. And um, second would be <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder, which <laughs> equally awful. <laughs> I would never watch in real life. But I have to say, Viola Davis is probably the Michael Jordan of snotty crime. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, she's really good. I, I can see why she gets all the awards she gets. Man, the snot runs from her nose. Like like on a drop of a dime, man. She's she fucking awesome. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm watching right now, and I'm 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 embarrassed by it, but I can't go to sleep. I was literally just watching Riverdale, and when I before I go to bed tonight, I'm gonna probably watch How to Get Away with Her. You would, so, fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> right. What are you guys watching right now? Um, Insecure on HBO, which just ended its fourth season this past Sunday. I've heard good things about that. I feel like soon I'll fall into that trap. I'll start watching it, and then I'll tell everybody like, "Hey, have you heard seen Insecure? Kind of like Riverdale, but I don't know anybody watching it because only twelve year olds watch Riverdale." Anyway, um, <laughs> that's very true. Very um, true. I've started. Well, I just finished the fourth season of Man in the High Castle, and then I'm starting, honestly, rewatching from the beginning The Office, which. Watching that show now, listening to some of those jokes, that show would never be allowed on television today. Given Are you watching the U.S. the U.S. or the British version? The U.S. one. I've, I've watched both, but I, I love the U.S. one. Uh, Steve Carell just really can't beat him. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I'm just watching old reruns. I mean, as the guys know, those who are tuning into the podcast, 
Um, I'm not I'm not into new TV shows, and I can't watch them <laughs> hour long shows. So, Sims old Simpsons old. Uh, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia is pretty much all I'm watching. I just can't get down with the uh, with the newer shows. So. Except for Cobra Kai, you watch that because that's hearkening back to the love that we all had of Karate Kid. And the ironic part is, and for the world to hear, is that all these fuckers on this podcast right here are always talking about Game of Thrones, Game of This, Riverdale, Landover Heights, whatever stupid show they're watching, Landover Hills. I watch one show. I watch one show. I watch Cobra Kai, and these assholes have nothing to say about it, ever. What's that? Oh, really? Oh, that sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. I watch. It's, it is interesting, but I, I'd be damned if I spent $10 on YouTube. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> for one show. No, thank you. All y'all that are listening to this, Plex. All I got to say is Plex. I have a Plex right, account. Enough. Plex is amazing. My hand is Plex. free. Free time, and you need to watch The Witcher. That show is amazing. No, I watched The Witcher, and The Witcher is actually pretty good. And then, um, yeah, um, I, I, I mean, Netflix is really just saving me right now, man. I, I just because there's no sports, there's really nothing to watch on TV, so I just I make it all day, going day. I'm watching crap I would never freaking watch. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm being serious. There is, uh, I'm watching, uh, what is it, Dead to Me, where it's just. That show's freaking hilarious, though. It is a hilarious show, but it's it's depressing as crap. And I think it is. Right now, <laughs> it is extremely. Tony, uh, that's thirty minutes. You should watch that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not going to win an Oscar, but it may win an Emmy one day. Yeah, Christina <laughs> Applegate's fantastic in it. Her, her her delivery is solid. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. I mean, she's always pretty good in every in most stuff she does. Yeah. If it's not winning Oscar, Toby's not watching it. Nope. That's false. That's actually not true. (laughs) If it's 30 minutes or less, he'll watch it. He won't watch quality dramas. Unless it's a movie, but we'll get to that. One day I'm going to have to talk about movies. Yeah, we'll we'll swap. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll swap. So, Ty, I will come up with even more ridiculous, horrible TV shows for you to watch. Yeah. Um, I may actually introduce you, you know, per my wife to the Real Housewives and get you down that rabbit hole because I won't watch them, but you might. Um, it'd be pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 again, I just I think right now the the groove in this house is just depressing television. Like we watched Six Hundred Pound Life. Oh Jesus! And it's like it's just depressing television. There's never a resolution. The fat person normally just remains fat. And so, like, what are we watching? It's an hour of yeah. just watching someone else eat. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in life. It really is what it is. Yeah. So, no, it how long is someone it else more morbid. What makes it even more morbid is that uh, some of the folks who have been profiled have actually, like, passed on. Afterwards. Yeah. Recently, too. Yeah, I saw that. I'm just like, woof. Yeah, man, it's depressing as crap. It's just I, I, right now, this house is depressing, and so we watch depressing shows. So, well, it's, it's, fascinating, it, it's fascinating to see somebody get bathed with a with, with a mop. So, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it with this one, <laughs> Matt. What do you got, bro? Well, you know, kind of going along with the depressing, but also potentially positive news. You know, too early to say. I really think we're looking at the potential death of going to the movie theaters for movies, at least in its current capacity. I think we're going to see major tentpole films slow down. 
theaters potentially close. AMC just announced that they could be going bankrupt in the next three months, which means that I have to sell off or close 70% of their theaters. And a bunch of other movie theaters are figuring that as well. And now that movies like Universal got banned from major theaters because they released their stuff digitally, I think we're going to see a huge pivot. Which, you know, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how big Hollywood movies where they're paying people billions of dollars to just basically say like six or ten lines to go blow a bunch of shit up is going to change how everything's going to work. And they might move towards where Toby loves. And I love too, don't get me wrong, more thoughtful movies that might honestly live better in streaming or smaller private owned theaters. So I think it's a sad thing, especially from an experience standpoint, like watching a movie in IMAX being fully immersed is going to go away potentially, but I think there could be a benefit here to get actually original stories again. Yeah, um, like like art house, like art films and independent cinema, like is probably going to end up thriving more because yep. it's more story driven and director driven, and it's not about it doesn't need to benefit from a larger screen or or uh, the, the the Dolby surround sound and blowing your eardrums out by the time you're forty, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, art films are going to benefit more because you can watch those at home. You can watch them on Netflix and you get the same ambiance. You don't need massive quality of sound. In fact, it's probably better if you watch them at home. They're more intimate films. You don't really need to be out in public with 400 other people and a bunch of people maybe in the background saying saying something, you know, just in the theater, I'm just saying. And you can press pause so you can read the subtitles. That as well, and make you your mean own like parasite. <laughs> or you could pay attention, or you could pay yeah. attention for ninety-five minutes to Parasite yeah. and read, and actually enjoy a good movie that deserved to win best best picture. You could do that. That is true, yeah. but it's also going to awesome. be interesting to see what Marvel does and all these other big tentpole franchises yeah. bank on box office costs if they shift to streaming or not. I mean. Also, I mean, the perfect example I have right now is if you looked at the hype that surrounded Tiger King and Carol fucking Baskins and Joe Exotic, you would have thought that was a Marvel movie the amount that was talked about, even though that was the most weird ass documentary I've ever seen in my life. It drew more viewership than any Marvel movie in the last five years, if you looked at the stats data. So I'm just like, people are watching that shit on streaming. So clearly there, there's an avenue for it. So, um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Honestly, I'm not going to miss spending all that money. Honestly, I'm okay with spending 20 bucks to rent something that's currently in the theaters, making my own food, getting Grubhub, chilling and seeing what happens. And I'll just blow up the speakers at my house. It'd be good. One of the things I'm kind of hoping actually happens uh, is a return to like the, the retro, the old um, driving movies. Um, yes. Being able to take your family out, having a full day playground, you can picnic, have a good time, uh, and then watch three or four movies, uh, and then spend a day together, kind of a thing. It's it, it's more an event when it's at the drive-in. I remember growing up and going to see the fly. So the fly at the drive-in. Oh so wow! Dancer, your your, your uh, life is calling at the drive-in. I mean, I there were some other movies that my parents had to put us under the covers and like keep your head down for an hour of movies, but it was still a good time. <laughs> it was always a good time, man. Um, and so I'm hoping we return to that soon. Yeah, because yeah. the only one shameless plug for Benji's driving in Middle River, which is a little less than an hour from me, and it's like a four-hour drive for Matt, and it's a small plane flight for Tyrone. Yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Well, locally too, they're starting to convert buildings into drive-in movie theaters, renting out parking lots, but they're charging a fuck ton yep. for them, like forty bucks. That's so how they're going to make their revenue. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way they're going to be able to do it. So that is true. 
But who knows? This will be to be determined. We'll have to revisit it later when we actually see what the hell happens. Glenn, what do you got, sir? So, in the month of June, which marks the beginning of summer, it also marks a month-long celebration of Black music in the form of African-American Music Appreciation Month, which is every June. It was first, um, I guess, uh, President Jimmy Carter in on June 7th, 1979, uh, commemorated that June to be the first of many to celebrate uh, Black music. In fact, it was initially called Black Music Month, but I guess the term Black is not kosher anymore. I don't know. I mean, I like Black better. It rolls off the tongue. But anyway, um, President Obama in 2009 rechristened it African-American Music Appreciation Month. So with the stalwarts of um, the heavyweights of Black music being celebrated, we have, you know, the Duke Ellingtons, the Aretha Franklins, Ray Charles, James Browns, et cetera, et cetera. I want to get your opinion on also celebrating white practitioners of black musical idioms like um maybe a third bass a tina marie a beastie boy a snow informer so what's your take can we also celebrate uh white uh performers in the black musical tradition along with uh black ones only if they're hall of famers that's my that's my call only if, if only they're in the musical if they're in the rock and roll hall of fame Yes, they can. That they can be honored as part of the month. That's all. That's all I think about that one. Well, you see, then that, that becomes kind of hard because you have your your Tina Marie's who are like gifts uh, from heaven. Her voice is amazing. Black people love her music. I, I've known some white people who love her music, uh, and so I feel like uh, she's someone who should be honored amongst those people. And then you know, because his work is so important. Uh, and he's done so many great things. I really feel like uh, uh, Rob Van Winkle should be honored as well. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Rob Van Winkle. Ninja Rock. Let's go. It's just, you know. Well, if we put Vanilla Ice in there, we also have to celebrate Pat Boone, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his yeah. wonderful uh, rendition of Tutti Frutti. If you have not heard... Um, Pat Boone's wonderful rendition of Tutti Frutti, YouTube is at your disposal. So feel free to bless yourself when you get a chance. And yeah, it's like a, it's like watching somebody put like a loaf of Wonder Bread in front of a microphone. So <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And speaking, speaking of Little Richard, who passed away uh, May 9th of this year. With everything that is going on now with uh, COVID-19 and uh, Black Lives Matter uh, ra rallies, I think we were not able to eulogize him correctly. And um, hopefully after everything is over, Little Richard will definitely get the accolades that he uh, deserves being, and his, being as, you know, he put in his own words, the architect of rock and roll, which is the most popular and profitable genre of music in world history. So, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I, I absolutely agree on that, man. Uh, uh, 
it's 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 a shame right now because of COVID, man. A, a lot of our legends and heroes are passing away, and they're not really being honored the way they should. And um, I feel like when this is over, people will have forgotten. You know, first of all, he's passed away, but just forgotten about his impact. Um, so I, I really feel. But um, just to take it back to your original question, um, honestly, I really feel like you know, black music isn't. Um, isn't close it isn't boxed into a color it's it's boxed into a feeling and how you feel and what, what feeling it brings out of you and enjoyment and smiles and stuff like that so i feel like when we talk about uh black music or r&b whatever like that you have to talk about tina marie you have to talk about john d you, you have michael to talk McDonald's. about say again michael mcdonald my you know what? Who People I make fun of Michael McDonald. But Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. I mean, I can listen to his album one or two times before I want to blow my brains out, but he is good. He's, he, he has talent. Um, so I, I really feel like, you know, these these people, even though the color of their skin is different, their impact on black music is there and it should be honored. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think from my point of, you know, from my perspective, I think I kind of uh, roll in with tie on this, but I think also just being careful to understand their contributions and then leaving the rest of it kind of for what's the most important with it. But I think it, pivoting it that way is a good idea. Um, but again, I still have to do a lot of learning on my, on my side to, you know, go through all this, these, these artists you guys are mentioning, because I personally don't have a huge exposure. So that's my homework from this. Um, in terms of Little Richard, um, I recently found that uh, nursery rhyme movie he did on YouTube, because I, I, I remember watching that as a kid. That shit is wild. I loved that as a kid. It was one of my favorite things ever, and I honestly forgot that that was him for a little while, but then it, it's, yeah, definitely. he's definitely going to be missed. Definitely. All right, Toby, what you got for us? All right, bring them, some, bring them home with sports here, guys. All right, so... The topic of the day, since I mean, since we're all the, the major theme we're tying together is COVID and how it's affecting everything. The world of sports, basically, two main things. Number one, Korean baseball, five thirty in the morning. <laughs> yes, yes. I said it on Facebook before. Get your asses up. Put your wife in a tub with a Terry McMillan novel and crack a fucking beer. I don't want to hear any bullshit. It's Korean baseball. We are a Kia Tigers family over here, and I don't want anybody's bullshit. Right. But, but hey, I was I was actually saying to Tyrone in preparation for the show um, last weekend that one of the things that I found interesting, and I want you guys to take your experience to this one, is with I seriously have watched a little bit of the Korean baseball. It's on 530 in the morning. ESPN's doing it. The, guy, the booth guys are doing it from their homes. And there are no fans at these games. Um, there's officiating, obviously. There's umpires and there's the players. And there are a handful of people who are allowed in the stands. Here's the thing. What happens if we can't get back to baseball? Or any sport, for that matter. What happens if we can't get back to regular basketball or football, for that matter? You know, how long is it going to take for something like that? Let's just say, for example, if Korean baseball were your only sports option for live sports... How long would it take for Americans? Well, just anybody. But how long would it take for us as Americans with the four pro sports that we're used to? How long would it take for us to catch on to Korean baseball? What do you think? 
Yeah, not at 5 a.m., sir. Uh, I, I will have to not at 5 <laughs> I am more inclined to watch the extreme diving or oh, the, the professional cornhole tournaments that we've been watching. Yeah, I, I will gladly watch bull riding any yeah. day of the week before. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Or with, also watch... Uh, turn on ESPN and see Cool Runnings and Talladega Nights playing. There we go. With the popularity <laughs> of K-pop now in the States, I can, you know, see, you know, Korean baseball possibly having a niche, you know, audience. But what about, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. all I'm, the other thing is this, I'm stuck watching reruns. I mean, I mean, uh, like old classic NBA games and classic baseball, football, hockey, etc., that's it's actually great. It's actually kind of fun to watch old games, and um, yeah, I mean, just great to kind of reminisce. But uh, I, my thing is this: Korean baseball that would need many years to take off in this country. Because I mean, just think of like when the NFL was a fledgling league; they were concerned. NBC executives were concerned that it wouldn't take off, especially with the Super Bowl. They were like, "This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna take." here this this super bowl is not going to take yeah. but it did and now it's the most it owns sunday you know it, it's the most popular championship game in the united states by far by ratings by revenue by everything you have to buy commercial you know you have to spend 10 million dollars to have a 30 second spot on commercials for the super bowl so my thing is this i agree korean baseball 5 30 in the morning who wants to do that but if that were your only option it would take some years. It would take five years minimum if that were your only option for it to, to sink in and be like, hey, this is a good sport. This is the product I've got. And I'm going to watch it. Well, luckily, Americans won't have to deal with that uh, <laughs> that decision because <laughs> basketball is on its way back in July. Uh, we have uh, football that's going to start. There's nothing that's going to stop football from actually nothing. happening. No, that's uh, true. That's a freight train football nobody football. wants to get in front of. That's a, that's a freight train no one wants to get in front of. I agree with you. I think, yeah. I think football is the one sport where – Come hell or high water, we're playing football this fall. Baseball, they're going to shorten it to like a six-game season. Hockey, they might just dive into the playoffs. But it, and basketball, same thing. But no, no one's stopping I football. Think, but but here's the thing: they could easily do all of these things and just televise them and not allow people in the stands. Yeah, obviously it's going to mess with the teams being like, how do we know to be excited to push harder? But I think it'd be an easy solution to do because there's no damn way you can do anything safely in a sports stadium with people getting shit-faced and not paying attention to the rules. It just won't work. But again, they're going to want to make money, so it could go the whole other way. Okay, so so since I was the last one to go, so just so everybody knows on these podcasts, at the end of each show, we're going to do trivia. And uh, the person who goes last, I suppose, in this case, is going to uh, ask the questions. Now, I've come up with a bunch of questions for the guys. They have 60 seconds to get as many as they can correct. For every question they get right, I'm going to pledge $2 to a charity of my choosing. The charity that I'm choosing today, everybody, is uh, Rayshard Brooks's GoFundMe account, which they're aiming to raise a million dollars. The family's up to about 160 grand. If you haven't heard, just very quickly... The officer is being charged with felony murder. That was updated as of today, as of June June 17, 2020. So that's where the money is going. So the rules are like this, guys. I'm going to read a question. 
All three of you can just yell out answers. You can guess as many times as you want. But as soon as somebody says pass, I'm going to the next question and we're not coming back to it. So it's 60 seconds. And again, if you don't know it or if one of you doesn't know it, if you guys get stuck, don't waste a lot of time. Just say pass. Only one person has to, I mean, you can all yell, but only one person has to get it. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. Do it. All right. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to start the clock with the first question. So 60 seconds. Here we go. Okay. What actor proclaimed always bet on black? What's his name? What's his name? Yes. What is the national animal of Scotland? Dog. No. <laughs> A Scottish dog. No. Yes. Yes. A triscodecophobia is a fear of what number? A trisc. Six? No. What Tris- number? Pass it. Which, Pass. Country is, which country is famous for tulips? What the kind of fucking questions? Uh, it's Canada. That's- <laughs> Next question. Spike Lee has how many? Spike Lee has how many? Oscars? One. One. Two. One. No, that's one, correct. one, that's one, correct. one. What? Which country eats the most chocolate per day? France. No. America. Which two states don't observe daylight savings time? Arizona. Yes. Alaska. No. Time's up. Jeez. What the fuck questions were these? I thought we were gonna get like ten of them. Right. Dude, like, like, and not being no, really cool. A man walked down the street. <laughs> what newspaper did he pick up? <laughs> so what? What was the second state that doesn't observe daylight savings? Hawaii. Oh, gosh, duh. <laughs> that was a fail. Yeah, a fail. All right. Where, where do we raise on that? How about this? I'll, I'll, I'll double it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna double what we raised. Yeah, so we I'm raised we raised yeah, we raised here. four dollars. <laughs> let's, let's just go on ahead and double that per person. Right. We raised four dollars. All right, yeah, that works. No, but I was supposed to be me. It's supposed to be me putting up the money, guys. So you know what? I'm gonna put up I'm gonna put up thirty bucks for it. Well, next time can we stick to the categories we know? So you're picking music, movies, television. Or oh. when I do it, I pick sports, music, movies. All right. All right, you doing this world. This ain't the show. I don't know where the fucking pull up the from. I thought you'd get like 10 of them right. I flying through. I don't know what dog is in Scotland. God damn it. A sheep dog? I don't know. No, it's the, uh, what was the national animal of Scotland? I just found some random crap. You missed one. I didn't, oh, get, to, like I didn't get to my me. favorite oh, question, God. though. Hold on, before we end the show. I didn't get to, I was doing random stuff. I didn't get to my favorite question. What bag did Tyrone throw up in the night Khalil found him <laughs> outside my house at 3 a.m. with the engine <laughs> me say Popeyes. Yes, it was. It was Popeyes. Just for that, I'm going to put in another few bucks. Fuck out of here. I got it. No, but the, guy, the person asking the questions is supposed to pledge the money. So that's $30 to Rayshard Brooks's GoFundMe account. I will be pledging that money, everybody. And next time, somebody else will do the trivia. And I like Tyrone's right. We should stick to the uh, categories of what we're talking about. Fucking teachers. Anyway, uh, anyway, guys, <laughs> that's the end of the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. We enjoyed ourselves. This is an hour show. There was some static here. Who cares? We'll fix it for next time. Uh, but we really hope you come back and join us again and again and again because we're going to get better, funnier, uh, and have more things uh, to say that isn't about uh, Scottish Bulldogs 
and the 15th century. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, for Matt, Khalil, Toby, I'm Tyrone, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and you guys have a good evening. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Good night. <laughs>